Chapter Three of the Blue Aunt. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Dominique Turner, Masoma, Tanzania. The Blue Aunt by Eliza Orne White. Nancy Merrifield and the Stranger. Evelyn was very anxious the next morning to go to see Nancy Merrifield, her best friend. She wanted to show Virginia to her, and to tell her all about her new aunt. But Nancy had been having a cold for some days, and when Nancy had even a little cold her mother always put her to bed, for Nancy was all the child she had, so she was anxious about her whenever anything was the matter with her. Evelyn had run down to Nancy's house every morning to see how she was, and every morning she had been disappointed. But to-day Mrs. Merrifield telephoned soon after breakfast, to say that Nancy was well enough to see her. Evelyn put on Virginia's hat and coat, and started down the road very cheerfully. Hector, the gentle family dog, wanted to go with her. He wanted to go so very much that it was hard to refuse him, but there were reasons why it was best not. For although Hector was so gentle he never hurt any animal unless he was first attacked, unfortunately Ginger, the Merrifield's yellow cat, did not know this and he always hunched up his back and spit at poor Hector, and then he scratched him with his sharp claws. It seemed odd, but Mrs. Merrifield felt it was Hector's fault, and she told Evelyn not to bring him any more. Evelyn caressed the shaggy brown coat of her favourite. "'Hector, it's too bad. Ginger is a darling, and so are you. I don't see why he won't let you alone.' Mrs. Merrifield opened the door for Evelyn. She was not pretty like her own darling mother, and she always had a worried look. Evelyn was very fond of her, however, in spite of the misunderstanding about Hector. "'Good morning, Evelyn,' said Mrs. Merrifield, and she puckered up her forehead and looked anxiously down the road to see if Hector were coming. "'Did you bring the dog?' she asked. Evelyn did not like her not calling him by his name. It seemed as impolite as if she had said, "'Did you bring the woman?' when she meant Evelyn's mother. "'I didn't bring him. You told me not to.' Mrs. Merrifield flung up her hands in the way she had of doing at moments, and said, "'You look as if you had always been a little saint, and never disobeyed in your life.' "'He teased so hard the last time,' said Evelyn, "'and I thought Ginger would be in the kitchen. And it wasn't Hector's fault, truly it wasn't,' she said earnestly. "'We won't go into that again,' said Mrs. Merrifield. "'Isn't that a new doll?' she asked, as she caught sight of Virginia. "'Yes, it's my oldest child, Virginia. She's been at boarding school in the South.' "'Has she?' said Mrs. Merrifield. "'She looks as if the climate had agreed with her. "'I suppose she travelled with your aunt.' "'Yes, she did, and she brought her bureau and a wing-chair "'and a bed and bedclothes with her. "'Did she indeed? What a thoughtful child!' "'Mrs. Merrifield laughed, and Evelyn laughed, "'and she thought how kind Mrs. Merrifield looked when she laughed. "'Do come upstairs,' called a plaintive little voice. Nancy is over her cold. You needn't be afraid of catching it. She came downstairs to breakfast this morning, but I think you children had better play in the nursery. If you are downstairs, you might forget and go outdoors. Nancy was sitting in the big wing-chair that was drawn up before the fire. There was a table full of playthings beside her. Evelyn liked to play with Nancy, because she always let her have all the best playthings and choose the games. And Mrs. West liked to have Evelyn play with Nancy, because Nancy was such a gentle, obedient little girl. And Mrs. Merrifield liked to have Nancy play with Evelyn, 
because it kept her from being selfish, as an only child is apt to be. And Nancy liked to play with Evelyn, because she was so spirited and dear, so everyone was satisfied. Nancy looked pale, and there were dark lines under her grey eyes. She was reading a book. Although she was only eight months older than Evelyn, she could read almost as well as a grown person. "'What a beautiful doll!' said Nancy. "'Yes, she's a present from my aunt, and she's such a darling aunt. Her name is Virginia. My child's name, I mean. And I'll let you play with her, Nancy. And I want you to see Aunt Hilda.' "'We've got a stranger at our house, too,' said Nancy. "'He came yesterday.' "'Is he your uncle?' Nancy threw back her head and laughed. "'No, I don't know very much about him, but I know he isn't my uncle.' We'll play twenty questions about him. Did he come a long way? asked Evelyn. He couldn't have come very far, for he's an invalid. When Tim came to bring up the coal, he said, There's a stranger at the back door with a bum leg. Poor man, he's a kind of tramp, I suppose. Yes, he's kind of a tramp, said Nancy, and again she crinkled up her eyes and laughed. Guess what sort of clothes he wears, she said. Shabby old ones, I suppose. Perhaps father has some that would fit him. At this, Nancy laughed hysterically. His own clothes fit him all right, she said. Only I should think they might be a little warm for this time of year. He has a fur overcoat and fur trousers. Fur trousers? I never heard of such a thing. And then Evelyn began to laugh. He's some sort of an animal, she said. He's a kitten, Nancy said. The teeniest, tiniest kitten hardly big enough to go out alone, and his leg is broken. Ginger is very fierce with him, so mother and father say we can't keep him, but, oh, I wish we could, for he is so cunning. Mother says he's got to be disposed of. She says she's no doubt he's in pain, but he doesn't look as if he were, and he keeps licking his leg. I'll go down and get him, and we'll have him up here to play with. I'm afraid mother wouldn't like it, said Nancy doubtfully. We don't know where he came from, and he might have germs. Germs were the bane of poor Nancy's life. I'm going down to get him, said Evelyn, with the decision that was such a comfort to her friend. You needn't touch him. You can play with Virginia, and I'll play with him. She came back after a time with a kitten curled up in her arms. It was a tiny tiger kitten with beautiful brown and black stripes. Did you ask Mother if you might bring him up? said Nancy. She was busy making red cross bandages, and I thought I wouldn't interrupt her, so I just found him and took him. He was in the cunningest box, all full of hay. What's his name? I don't know. Tim found him. Let's call him Tim, said Evelyn. The children had a very happy morning, for Nancy played with Virginia to her heart's content, and Evelyn played with Tim. They played that he was a tiger in the jungle, who was going to kill Virginia, only he broke his leg, just in time for her to escape. And they played he was a great hunter, who lived where it was so cold he had to wear fur all the year. But best of all, they played he was just what he was, a tiny kitten looking for a home. "'I'm going to take him home with me,' said Evelyn, when it was time for her to go. "'But your father doesn't like cats,' Nancy objected. "'This is a kitten.' "'But it will grow into a cat,' said conscientious Nancy." "'He's got to like it,' said Evelyn, "'because I am going to keep it.' "'Hector doesn't like cats,' said Nancy. "'Hector likes cats. "'It's cats that don't like Hector, "'and this is a kitten. "'I can't take them both home at once,' said Evelyn. 
as Tim scratched her through her frock. So I'll have to leave Virginia with you and come back for her this afternoon. The first person Evelyn met as she came near the house was her brother Jim. He and Charlie Norcross were playing with some beautiful marbles that the blue aunt had given him. "'What on earth have you got there?' asked Jim. "'I should think you could see what I've got. Don't touch it. The poor dear has broken its paw. "'What on earth are you bringing him home for when you know how father feels about cats? "'This is a kitten. I can see it's a kitten. I'm not blind. "'But you asked me what it was,' Evelyn said in her gentlest tones. "'Gee, if you don't beat the Dutch!' Evelyn passed him and went around to the back door. She knew Catherine had a soft spot in her heart for all animals. Unluckily, Catherine was in the laundry, and Anne was in the kitchen. "'For goodness' sake, don't bring that kitten in here,' said Anne. "'You know how your father feels about cats. Take him back where you found him,' she commanded. "'He's broken his leg,' said Evelyn. "'Poor little pussy,' said Anne, unexpectedly. "'Put him down.' I'll give him some milk before we send him off. The kitten lapped the milk as if he were very hungry. Hector was lying on the kitchen floor. He came over and sniffed at the kitten, but did not touch it. They are going to be friends, said Evelyn. It won't be so lonely for poor Hector. I'm going to show the kitten to Mother and Aunt Hilda. You'd better wait till after dinner, Anne advised. No, I want to show it to them right off now. Her mother and her aunt were sitting cosily together in Aunt Hilda's pleasant room. Her mother was lying on the window-seat, with Aunt Hilda's cushion behind her and the pretty blanket over her, and Aunt Hilda was making the place for the neck in her mother's sweater. "'Did you have a happy morning, dear?' asked her mother. "'Yes, mother, a very happy morning. And see this darling kitten Nancy gave me?' "'A darling kitten? How did Nancy have a kitten to give you?' She didn't exactly give it to me, only they couldn't keep it, so I just took it home. Oh, what a pretty kitten, said Aunt Hilda. That is all this house needs to make me feel completely at home. James doesn't like cats, Mrs. West said. He thinks them treacherous, and he says they catch birds. He has never wanted a cat. Hasn't he? Poor James. He is getting a great deal of discipline. When Evelyn first showed the kitten to her father, she said, "'Father, isn't this a pretty kitten? His name is Tim, and he and Hector are such good friends. It was lonely for poor Hector without any other animal.' "'A kitten!' cried Mr. West. "'We don't want a kitten. Where on earth did you get it?' Evelyn gave a long explanation. "'Father, it is such a lovely kitten,' she ended, "'and I want it so much. It will catch birds and squirrels.' It can't, father, because of its broken leg. Its paw will probably get well. See what beautiful tiger stripes he has, father, and look at his dear little black and brown paws. The kitten looked at Mr. West with his bright eyes. He was a friendly pussy who liked everyone. And then, to Evelyn's surprise, the kitten put out his right paw, the one that was not hurt, to give to Mr. West. Oh, father, Evelyn cried in delight. He wants to shake hands with you. Mr. West gravely shook the kitten's paw. How do you do, sir? I hope you've had a good dinner. I'll try to find a good home for you, but not here. Oh, father, he's got the best home he could have, and he and I love each other so. How would you like it, father, if you and I had just begun to love each other, and a big giant came along and told you you must get out and find another home? 
I shouldn't like it at all, Evelyn. But you see, I don't catch birds and squirrels. Evelyn put the kitten's face up close against hers, and her yellow hair was close to his black and brown fur. Father, it would be much harder for you if you were a small furry person instead of a big man, and if you had broken your paw. Look at the poor little paw. He couldn't catch birds and squirrels any more than you can. Once more the friendly pussy put out his paw to Mr. West. He stroked the kitten's soft back, and pussy, in an ecstasy of delight, scrambled out of Evelyn's arms, and running along Mr. West's arm, as if it were the branch of a tree, climbed up on his shoulder. Tim purred as loudly as if he were a full-grown cat. "'Father, he loves you!' cried Evelyn. "'I can see,' said Mr. West, "'that it would be a hardship to put a poor little creature like this out into the cold world. "'But just as soon as he's well enough and old enough to catch birds, he'll have to go.' "'Yes, you are a pretty kitten,' for Pussy was rubbing his furry head against Mr. West's face. "'I think Tim is rather a foolish name. I shall call you Timothy. And, Timothy, you are welcome to the hospitality of my house until your broken leg gets well.'" End of chapter 3 Recording by Dominique Turner, Misoma, Tanzania